Hello everyone and welcome back to your favourite Formula 1 show. Yes, Knowing Wheel returns episode 143, I believe. And of course, that means we're just 40 away from the greatest ever episode. I'm joined by Jamie143. How are we doing, my <laughs> wow. guy? I've been downgraded. You have, 40 you're 40 numbers. points lower. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I am was able to actually watch this race live, which is unreal. Don't get that very often. That uh, is a shock. It was, it was a treat because it was a no. Well, it wasn't a great race, really, was it? But you know what? We're here to talk about it anyway. Yes, yeah, exactly. Of course, you know we we come back whether it's good or for bad. We're always back with another knowing wheel episode. Of course, this weekend uh, from Mexico City. Of course, you know pretty much everyone there is a fan of Checo. Uh, and obviously, if you didn't watch the Grand Prix, if this is for some reason, the only way you get F1 news, and I'm slightly concerned. Um, but of course, we'll talk about how it wasn't quite the weekend Sergio would have wanted. Although that being said, how many times have we said that this season? <laughs> um, but before we got into the weekend, though, of course, uh, Nico Hulkenberg celebrating his 200th Grand Prix uh, copied Lando Norris from last weekend, didn't he? And just put a load of stickers on his helmet. Looked quite cool, though. I thought. Yeah, um, pretty cool. It was it was nice, and they did a nice video that I enjoyed very much on the Forty One YouTube channel, uh, with him and Will Buxton going going through his career, which is very wholesome. And a lot of, a lot of I've got misses. A, I've got a saver all I can get because he's only got about two years left. So <laughs> you reckon he's got two years? Do you? <laughs> well, he's got at least one year, hasn't he? I reckon he'll he'll blag his way to staying at Haas another year or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and of course, the other big one, which we, we kind of had speculation, we'd spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, um, was of course, you know, the rumour that Sergio Perez could have announced retirement at the end of the season. Um, but I think we'll discuss a bit more of that a little bit later on in the show. But of course, you know, Mexico, we always say this, don't we, Jamie? It's kind of in, it's kind of felt like an interesting track. Um, just because of how ridiculously high up it is. Obviously, mm. three times higher than any other Formula 1 Grand Prix venue, 2,200 metres above sea level, uh, which always just means we're basically talking about engine cooling and the fact that drivers can run a load of aero around here when it's really fast. And they also can't follow each other, which is No. Great. So, no. yeah, you saw the cars with huge openings around the engine and the the side pods just to try and get the the cooling done and putting out of the slipstream and stuff on the straights i i think is a good track if they took it and put it in like northampton so yeah it's it's a shame that's where it is in mexico city but it's obviously a very high up place and to be honest yeah it's it's never the most entertaining race just because the cars genuinely you probably needed at least a second and a half two seconds delta to pass somebody which, with the field as close as it is, you don't really get that unless it's a Red Bull, unless it's Verstappen against somebody. Yeah, it is it certainly isn't it. We've said this so many years now, and I think we kind—I of, remember us talking about this last year, where we were kind of there, like we we didn't quite know the physics behind it, but we were both hoping that Mexico would certainly be turned into a banger uh, because of the ground effect last year, uh, and it, it still hasn't really happened, uh, to be completely honest, which is a shame. But, you know, the, 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 the I mean, we've said this so many times, haven't we? Once Checo's gone, it's <laughs> not going to be on the calendar anymore, is it? No, no. Same with uh, Spain, to be honest. But, yeah. We'll... Yeah, science is doing all right. Remember, yeah. I also left for a couple of years and we all the time kept that, it. All the time that science is at Ferrari, it's probably safe. But if he drops back to the midfield, 
Alonso's gone, then maybe. Well, he'll go to Audi, won't he? Is all the talk. Mm. Science and um, Joe. Or Science and Hulk. <laughs> God, you really do clutch at <laughs> straws, don't you, my friend? That is alarming. Um, but yeah, Friday running, of course, um, Ferrari. They were kind of apparently running a bit of a gamble. They weren't going to be swapping out an engine on the cars, despite the fact Charles Leclerc was already moaning about vibration. But it was fairly uneventful. For the mm. most part, there was first nothing time, really to remember. First time in a while, it felt like they had three practice sessions to actually get setups done. Well, it is the um, first time in a month, isn't it? Yeah. Since what, Japan? And we I also believe. had the young drivers, didn't we, in FP1, all of them. So, and Ollie yes. Behrman, Brit Ferrari, was the best of the lot in the, uh, in the Alfa Romeo. We love it. Yep. He's going to cook next season in F2. <laughs> he certainly is, and I'd still love to do a Formula 2 show, but we just simply don't have the time, because I feel like we would both wander on about that to no ends would we yeah i would just curse half the grid probably so uh, it's probably good for f2 that i don't do that <laughs> for the sake of the drivers absolutely yeah. um but let's jump straight then into qualifying then jamie and drama immediately from q1 wasn't it um because lando norris missed the cut he did he did and it was kind of a little bit his own fault and a little bit bad luck but the yeah he only got one lap pro well one run properly in which he messed up the middle sector he got a bit of oversteer at uh i think must have been around turn eight or nine or something like that um and yeah didn't do a lap was three and a half seconds off the pace because he bailed on that one and then came to the end of the session and fernando alonso did his uh best michael schumacher impression and caused the yellow flag which meant nobody behind him could improve and one of those drivers behind him was indeed lando norris and yellow flags are out at turn three so that was that, really, for anyone behind Alonso. Because they had to back off, obviously, through the yellow flags. So, yeah, that included Lando Norris, included Esteban Ocon as well. And Logan Sargent didn't even get to do a lap. So he was P20, which is kind of where he lives in qualifying this season. Um, and yeah, Norris, P19 in the group. I think it's unfair to say Sargent lives in P20. I remember Lance Stroll is also... Oh, yeah, he's had a couple of last places, hasn't he? He's had quite a few last places this season, all <laughs> yeah. things considered. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, Alonso, you don't often see him make a mistake like that, do you? It seemed like no. quite a lazy spin in the end. I, I'm not suggesting it was definitely his best Michael Schumacher impression, but does Formula 1 need to implement the rule where if you cause... Uh, sorry, the, does Formula 1 need to implement the IndyCar rule that if you cause a red flag in qualifying, your best lap time is deleted? Uh, I guess the or a line, yellow flag or something like that. The blurred line you get there is what counts as cause. If you go off by yourself, I guess, yeah, because you think about like Monaco twenty two was it when Perez crashed on his own, didn't he, to get pole basically? Yes. Um, uh, or to stay ahead of Max, wasn't it, or something like that? Um, and then Signs also crashed at like the same time, just five seconds later. Like science gets away with it there because he was like I don't know it's all a bit blurred lines then isn't it I I don't th- I trust that drivers wouldn't deliberately cause yellow flags unless you are a uh, a German driver who races for Mercedes at some point in your career um, yeah the Monaco fourteen was a mistake to be fair <laughs> behave behave yeah uh, no, so I, I, don't I, I don't Wolfgang von Tripps ever did that did he <laughs> what a guy who knows. Um, yeah, don't so think I, I don't. Flags existed when Wolfgang von Trips no. was racing Formula no. One. To be fair, yeah, yeah, probably not. To be honest, um, 
I don't think Alonso did it on purpose, but it did screw over a bunch of drivers. So well, basically everyone, wasn't it? Um, everyone who went out, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. Moving on though into Q two, Alex Albon had the pace for Q three, which I don't think we were really expecting from Williams this weekend. Although um, he, was, but he was cooking in practice, wasn't he? He was P two. He was cooking in practice. Um, but of course, Williams have often gone for not glory mm. runs necessarily in practice, but have often gone for quick laps in practice and then not quite been able to deliver the same pace. Um, but it didn't mean Gasly, Hulkenberg, Alonso, Albon, and Sonoda, who had grid penalties, were all out in Q2 because Sonoda was giving Daniel Ricciardo all of the F1 league racing style slipstreams, mm. wasn't he, around the laps? Yeah, Ricciardo, he top four in the first two sessions, I think. All three um, sessions. All three sessions, actually, in the end, wasn't he? But he was P2 in one of them, uh, thanks to a big toe down the main straight by Sonoda. So, playing the team game, obviously, we spoke about on, on Thursday last week, the battle for P7, which has livened up a lot this weekend. Um, so, yeah, AlphaTauri are clearly going for it in the team play, and it paid off. So, yeah, Sonoda obviously had the engine pen, so couldn't couldn't go through to Q3 himself, but Ricardo certainly did. Uh, and yeah, the, the the penalty for Albon was a little bit harsh. I see what he means, because basically his argument was the rule says you've got to keep two wheels on the track. And in the writing of that rule, they obviously are assuming it's the two wheels are on the same side of the car. So you've got to be your, I don't know, your right front and your right rear if it's a left-hander. Or a right-hander, you, can run out, you, you know what I mean. If you um, do it backwards. Yeah, so Albon at turn two... Both his front wheels were over the white lines, but because it's such a shallow corner, both his rear wheels were on the track, if you get what I mean. And then by the time his front wheels had cut the corner, his fronts are back on the track, and his rears are now outside of track limits. So at all times, he did have two wheels on the track. Yeah. But it's a little bit strange, because I used to do that in league racing, and it worked on the F1 game. Well, so, we all did it in league yeah. racing, didn't we, on the F1 game? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think Alvin was a little bit unlucky there because he kind of exploited a loophole in the rules and the FIA cracked down on it so yeah it was a shame for him but it was alright for Joe who got into Q3 for the first time in a little wait was he in Q3 quite recently wasn't he I thought he made Q3 in Qatar didn't he or something yeah in Kota or Qatar or something one of those tracks beginning with K or Q that is awful (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah doesn't begin with K into Q3 we go, though, and Ferrari, all qualifying, looked like they were good through Sector 1 and Sector 2, but were burning up their tyres before the final sector, and then suddenly go and lock out the front row. Yeah. Seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, first run, so they just turn up and Leclerc's on pole from Sainz and Verstappen, stuck in P3, can't, can't top them. So, yeah, ridiculous stuff from Ferrari. I think they were quite confused at what happened. But regardless, yeah, Leclerc, a bit of a Q3 merchant, really, isn't he? But it worked, and he got, uh, yeah, got the provisional pole. And then for some reason, I don't know, I don't know if anyone came up with the came up with a good explanation, but the track just fell apart in the second runs, and nobody improved at all, really. So I, I think to be honest, it just on looked to me like everyone nailed their first run. Potentially, yeah. I think that was it. You yeah. know, there, there was no driver there apart from obviously the Mercs, really, because they'd obviously gone out on an old set. There was no driver there that really looked like there was much time to find after the first run, and well, no one could, could they? So it meant no. Charles Leclerc. How many career poles is it now? Twenty three. Twenty two, twenty three, isn't it? Something like that. Madness, absolute madness. Um, Ferrari front row lockout though. I 
Is that the first time this season, or did they manage that in Singapore? No, Russell was on the front row in Singapore, wasn't he? So I think that's the first time this season, and they've had a front row lockout. Um, Verstappen, obviously, P3. Daniel Ricciardo beat Sergio Perez. Yes. Despite being an alphatari. And no toe in Q3, obviously, because Snowden wasn't there. And so, Perez's home Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah, really, really bad news for Perez. Um, with that kind of being the head-to-head, if you want to believe what the rumours are saying anyway. Yeah, yeah, not a great look to qualify P5 behind an Alpha Tauri. Uh, yeah, I think, it, I, to be fair, it's more on Ricardo being really good. Well, Perez Ricardo's always gone well here. Uh, Alpha Tauri have always gone well here. What was the gap from Perez to Max? It wasn't huge. A uh, tenth and a half. It yeah, was not so much at all. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. So but maybe Ricardo it was just, did better. Maybe it was just Ricardo. Yeah, woke up on the right side of the bed. But it's the only time... Uh, sorry, Mexico is the only track other than Monaco he's ever taken a pole position at. Yeah, yeah three career poles, isn't it? Yeah, two at Monaco, one here. Um, but I'm not saying that Perez is out of a seat, uh, but I have heard he's been in conversations with Joe Guan Yu about some language lessons, uh, like <laughs> learning Chinese, learn Chinese ready for next year. Um, but yeah, Hamilton, though, lined up in P6. ahead of Piastri, Russell, Bottas, and Joe there. And, you know, quite Alfa Romeo. I'm not saying that someone called it last week, but someone did tell us they'd be very, very strong around this circuit. I think I said that, didn't I? I believe you did, Jamie183. Well, there you go, double Q3. We don't talk about Sunday. <laughs> well, we do on this show, because we've got, we've got the race now to talk about. Um, oh, Jamie, talk me through the start. The race starts, and you've got Friday Front Row, Verstappen P3, and we've seen in the past P3 has been a pretty handy place to start on the clean side of the track. With the Never forget Bottas claiming he started P3. No, that was Russia, wasn't it? That, that was Bottas Russia. claimed he started P3, P3 on purpose. He gave Max a toe to out-qualify him. <laughs> Um, I think that maybe was true to be fair in 2021 that was not uh, true oh it was 2020 wasn't it but yeah, anyway this is 2023 Mexican Grand Prix and you have Max Verstappen getting a very good launch straight through the middle of both Ferraris Sainz is uh, falling out of the picture Leclerc and Verstappen side by side towards turn one Verstappen on the inside Leclerc on the middle and coming down the outside you've got steam rolling his way from fifth on the grid Sergio Perez looking like he's got an actual good start for once. Going for the lead of the race and into turn one, he just loses a bit of sense for a second and it's game over straight away. Tries to go hero or zero, basically, and ends up as a zero in the in the runoff area with no side pod. So, yeah, immediately, I, like, I was, to the people I was watching with, I was like, this is Paris's fault, all, all the ends up. And... And the replay confirmed that, to be honest. It was Perez turning in to Leclerc, who had Verstappen on his inside and had nowhere to go. So, yeah, very similar to what Hamilton did in Qatar. Um, and Hamilton himself, I don't know if you saw the cooldown room. I did, yeah. Uh, very funny from Hamilton <laughs> uh, saying he did a me in Qatar. Uh, yeah, really, really bad from Perez. And that was that for his race and maybe his career. Who knows? Well, did you see the aerial shot of it down to turn one? I would have seen it, but I don't. I don't recall. So he did even worse than the Hamilton because he literally took the racing line. He turned in. You like you know where really the, early, the tarmac yeah. is darker on the racing line. He turned in there into turn one, despite the fact there were two cars. So he was barely going to be space for Verstappen if Leclerc yeah. wasn't there. 
no, exactly, exactly. Um, it was. I I totally get why Perez went for it, but I will never quite understand, of course, because it went so badly wrong as to why he mm. went for it the way he went for it. Because let's be fair, he probably going into turn one went. I'm going to do what Max did in 2021. I'm going to be mm. leading this thing. I'm going to win. Red yeah. Bull are going to keep me. Oh, I've yeah. taken Leclerc out and I'm now in the air. Yes. Yeah. And I just think even if, like, he just got completely, he's under huge pressure, obviously. He's got, his career is in his hands, basically, for the next four races before the race. And, yeah, he clearly wanted to go big or go home, basically, in his own home race. And And he stayed home. And he stayed home. And, yeah, I just think even if he took the lead, surely he thinks Max will still beat him. I think Max would absolutely still beat him. You can't as a Formula 1 driver. Yeah. You you cannot believe if you get to that lead that you're going to lose it. It was just such a huge roll of the dice at the first corner of 71 laps. Well, the problem was with it, yeah, was it was just overcommitted, far too brave, Mm. and poorly judged. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah, yeah. and I mean, obviously, all the rumours going into the weekend were obviously would Sergio Perez announce his retirement. It would not have surprised me if the plan was get a podium and announce it. <laughs> That's gone. That opportunity is gone. Doubt that would have happened. <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me. It would not have surprised me, especially you see the video Red Bull put out Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it was very much like. We love Checo, let's stop abusing him, basically, wasn't it? It felt very, very out of place. As if it was a driver leaving kind of video. Exactly. That's what worried yeah. me. It just is... Yeah, and the rumour mill going around, there's so many drivers getting linked with that seat right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I was going to discuss this at the end of the episode, but as you brought it up, we may as well talk about it, haven't we? So I've seen, genuinely today, like, if, if you've got Twitter blue... Or X Blue, or whatever you want to call it now. Um, you, you, today's the day to be making bait tweets about driver yeah. news um, to get your impressions up, so you get your payout by Elon. Um, <laughs> you should do it. I haven't got Twitter Blue, nor do oh. I intend to. Unless I'm getting that five million impressions already, I've got no intention of getting blue. Um, <laughs> what are the rumours we've seen? Alonso. So yeah. Aston Martin apparently Stroll is going to sell Aston Martin to Saudi Arabia. To Saudi Arabia, probably Aramco. Um, and then Alonso and Perez are going to swap. Can I see Checo going back? Not really, to be honest. I could. I, I think there's a sour taste in his mouth over the way he's Potentially, he was treated quite badly, wasn't he? Wins a race and gets dropped. Well. For, for daddy's son and all yeah. this, that and the other. Despite basically keeping that team afloat for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, through his own back. I've in. also, Wayne, my preferred choice would be Lando Norris to get the Red Bull seat. Um, yeah. Will will happen at some point in the world, but probably yep. not this year. Uh, obviously, Daniel Ricciardo kicking it around and did a good weekend, out-qualified Perez, out-raced Perez. The likely option. Probably, yes. Um, who else have we seen? Uh, oh, the, the best one I've seen so far, actually, Jamie, this doesn't quite relate to Red Bull... Um, but it is, I genuinely saw this earlier on, apparently Toyota and McLaren, oh, yeah. <laughs> between them, are going to buy out Audi's Sauber deal and turn it into a Toyota Gazoo Racing <laughs> McLaren weird thing with, with two Kamui Kobayashi. <laughs> to be fair, Kamui Kobayashi does manage their LMDH program. That no, is, he was, that is the driver, most ridiculous bit. 
No, he wasn't going to be a driver. He was oh, going to okay. be the manager. That isn't the, worryingly. That isn't the most ridiculous bit out of all of this. Um, the most ridiculous bit was it was going to be two Japanese drivers with exactly zero Formula One experience between them. Nice. And the They're last super time, guri. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking that just gives off super guri vibes with the Toyota name. Um, yeah. So much going on in the rumor mill. Yeah, None I saw a little Leclerc to Red Bull as well. Which... Oh, that won't happen. No, never. <laughs> Unless he literally wants to go there to make sure Verstappen doesn't get many pole positions. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton's record's intact. Exactly. To be fair, Leclerc and Verstappen must be quite similar on the poles. <laughs> uh, Verstappen will have more, surely. Verstappen's close to 40, I would have thought. Let's have a quick look. Verstappen is on... 30 pole positions, Leclerc's on 22. Oh, <laughs> That's me. insane. And then it's I mean, 51 before, wins to we? four. Oh. <laughs> right, I mean, we, we should get back before, to the race, probably. Leclerc is one of the best one-lap qualifiers we've got at the moment. But yeah. he's... It's such a shame the races are more than one lap long. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I mean, yeah, to be honest, the early laps were a bit of a slow burn, weren't they? Uh, we yeah. we kind of learned that uh, yeah, unless you were on in a Red Bull, you were really actually struggling, obviously, to get past cars down the straights. So one of the only good thing that's happened from these new regulations, of course, is how well drivers can slipstream. Uh, and obviously in Mexico, that doesn't happen. So Hamilton, yes. it took him forever to get past Danny Rick. Um, but it kind of all started kicking off, didn't it, by about lap twenty when Max was one of the first cars in. Yeah, he pit from the lead of the race. There was a big train from P eight, basically downwards. Um, with Hulkenberg chilling in eighth in the in the tractor, and uh, oh, that car had a big upgrade on it. Really, yeah, yeah, great, great upgrade. Really improved the face. Um, and Verstappen saw this gap that he could get into by pitting, and he did, and came out in clear air and was down to, yeah, quite like in the top ten somewhere. Um, and it looked like he was going. Well, he's going to try and do about fifty laps on a set of hards, which seemed like an awful lot. So it could have been that he switched to a two, but straight away he was just rinsing past everyone. Like Russell was gone, uh, Ricardo was gone. I think um, he was catching the back of Lewis Science. Hamilton before everyone pitted. Um, yeah, and meanwhile you had a couple of drivers trying a similar thing in the midfield because Sonoda and Norris were at the back of Hulkenberg's train and pit themselves quite early and then caught the back of the train again within about six laps, just at the pace of new tyres was crazy um, so that was going to be quite interesting seeing how that all played out with a two stop versus a one stop in the midfield uh, and then that was all ruined because there was a red flag mid race thanks to uh, the other house of Co Magnuson having a pretty nasty crash due to a suspension failure so yeah that was uh, a shame because the race I don't know the strategies were bubbling away fairly nicely you had a bit of variation there a lot of differences of tyre choice and obviously the red flag means everyone can change. So that's what they did. Uh, Magnussen was okay. It looked quite shaken afterwards. But it was a massive left-rear failure that spun him into the barriers in the middle sector. Really high speed. Quite ferocious forces going on. Um, and yeah, there was a safety car, which a few drivers pit for a free stop. But then that was obviously nullified when the red flag came out anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was a odd little we don't see many failures like that anymore do we it kind of reminds me of the 2000s yeah the way yeah, that yeah. suspension went um but yeah you know frustrating i'm sure for Haas, of course you know with that big upgrade that they spoke about last weekend at kota 
still really, yeah, I haven't quite seen the full potential of that. Um, surprised you didn't shout at Hulkenberg, because he had a mega start, and I still don't think I've seen how. Because he made up, like, five places, didn't he, at the start of the Grand P- Prix? P12 to 8. Yeah. And obviously one of, those, one of those was Perez. Yeah. Still three places, though, gained off the start yeah. in the midfield. It's pretty good going. And it's unlike me to give Hulkenberg a yeah, shout-out. Yeah, I mean, do it. Show. <laughs> um, but it did mean, of course, yeah, that pretty much... Near near enough, like halfway exactly through the Grand Prix, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so everyone obviously was given a free stop. Uh, it was interesting, though, for a couple of drivers, of course, because for the likes of Lando Norris, he didn't have a set of hard compound tyres left to use. Mm. Neither so, did Joe Guan Yu, who was actually was on the well. cusp of points before the red flag, but there we go. Yeah, and Lewis Hamilton as well, rather oddly, decided to restart on medium Sydney, which looked like a bit of a gamble. Mm. Um, it is Mexico, though, so it didn't really make much difference um because off of the second restart hamilton just jumped leclerc uh, as max uh, let's really good move stuff yeah it was a good move mm. really good move down there's me bigging up nice hamilton what is going on today it's mad today isn't it <laughs> yeah um, nice the, Verstappen just walked off he won it um we don't really need to talk about that um norris though had a pretty poor start didn't he he uh, did. kind of got a bit bogged in the midfield and then was forced to just lose place it was like watching bottas in mm. Baku 2021, wasn't it? Yeah, just dropping and dropping. So started 10th on the restart and then was, poor, was 14th by the end of the first restart lap. So, yeah, he got a bad launch. He almost bogged down in second gear, a bit of wheel spin, and then uh, just drops and drops. He kept having to like be really cautious. Obviously, his car is a lot faster than the cars around him. So the last thing he wants to do is... like He's got everything to lose in that situation. So he played it very safe, dropped to 14th, uh, after starting 17th so had a lot to do in the second stint and to be fair to him probably the best stint of his career so far Yeah, up there with Russia 21 before the rain came but yeah. he was dropping an absolute banger stint overtaking absolutely everybody really really good stuff certainly yeah one of the drivers of the day wasn't he um, the only kind of other major things that happened towards the end of the race obviously was the two incidents between Sonoda and Piastri, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I, I I think Sonoda was beneficiary of the red flag quite a lot. It raised him up to eighth. Uh, well, he did and... basically done what Lando had done, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he pit very early and then was on a two-stop and all the one-stoppers had pit as well. So Sonoda had track position but was probably going to have to pit again or at least his pace would have dropped a lot. Um, but then the red flag came so he just got the track position for free. Uh, was had good pace. He was on the back of Piastri and went for a move into turn one and turn two. Piastri kind of gave him the shoulder and Snowden gave him a shoulder back. So that the first time round was was a bit of six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, and in the very next lap, Snowden kind of tries the same thing. Piastri's holding his line in the middle of the track and Snowden pretty much turns into him, I thought, which is very similar to what Perez did on lap one. Uh, just not yeah, not aware of where the car was on the inside. So, yeah, and that kind of, well, Snowden went off in a very similar manner to what Perez did and lost a lot of time. He was able to carry on. It was less violent than the first lap crash, but it did drop him from like eighth to about 15th and obviously flat spotted his tyres probably as well. So, yeah, not not the best from Snowden while his teammate was chilling in fifth or sixth at that point. So, a bit of a shame, but I think it was kind of on him. Yeah, no, I don't think you can blame anyone else for that one. Um, yeah, I mean, after that, though, Fernando Alonso gave up. 
towards the end. <laughs> Make sure he stays at 183 points again. Yep. Two DNFs now in a row for Fernando Alonso. Yeah, um, no I longer believe, P4. Jamie, if I've got my stats correct, he scored more points in the opening two Grand Prix of the season than he scored since the summer break, and that includes a P2 in Netherlands yeah. at the Dutch Grand Prix. He scored so 16 points since then. So he scored four points since the summer break, apart from in Zandvoort. Uh, no. Oh, 16 points plus the 18. 16 okay. points plus right. the 18, yeah. Nice. That's not, not the best look. And, yeah, it's Aston Martin have basically gone even worse than they were this time last year now. Yeah, yeah, they've got a worse car than they did at this point last year. I don't think you can argue against that yeah. anymore. Um, and I mean, I I mentioned this last week. I think I put it out on Twitter, which weirdly I got some stick for, which I couldn't <laughs> quite work out. I think it was some Aston Martin fanboys going, they tied for sixth last year in the Constructors' <laughs> Championship. Obviously, they came seventh because they lost to Alfa Romeo on count back, but they were sixth. Probably could have been fifth, actually, by the end of the year. Um, just didn't quite obviously land stroll tax. Didn't, didn't have the drivers, yeah. Yeah, um, they're going to finish fifth this year. Obviously, it's more prize money, but when it could have been, you know, third or fourth, it's a lot of lost opportunities, isn't it? Again, for Aston Martin, and let's be fair: if you're going to have a driver that's vocal about a team not delivering, <laughs> it's going to be Fernando Alonso. Indeed, it is, and he's basically. Scored a lot of those points on his own, hasn't he? Most of them. Yeah, Stroll's on fifty-three, and Alonso's on one eighty-three. What a number! Uh, yeah, it's it's rough, rough times for Aston Martin. But yeah. is Alonso not very good at developing a car, though? I'm going to play devil's advocate <laughs> for a second. I mean, that's just. I don't. Don't know. get we me don't, wrong. We Fantastic driver. We don't Fantastic driver, but he does often struggle. To get more out of a car at the end of a season than at the start. Mm, potentially, I, I I prefer not to speak. <laughs> if I speak, I'm in big trouble. All I'm saying, all I'm <laughs> saying. Um, Stroll and Bottas had a nice crash towards the end. Uh, to be honest, it was quite nice to see because I mean, Stroll that was a pretty disgusting dive bomb, wasn't it, on Bottas? Yeah. It is Valtteri Bottas though, so he gave him the room, and then Bottas remembered it was Lance Stroll, so he just didn't let him get turned in on and then took Lance out which yeah I did he get a penalty for that in the end he did he got five seconds for I don't believe that was fair I don't see where Bottas else could go really I guess just bail well, apart out. from backing out but yeah. I don't really feel like since how badly he got dive bombed into the corner before and a corner we never see overtakes on I don't think that should have been a penalty for Bottas the last overtake I can remember at that corner was Max on Bottas when Max got a puncture from it, didn't he? <laughs> in yes. 2019, when Max got polar, then told the stewards he sped on the yellow flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, bizarre. Um, uh, do we, do we know what on. happened to Logan Sargent? I don't. Williams tweeted something, but he he was got running bored? P P13, and yeah, the fireworks were obviously off because Verstappen had won the race about a minute before Sargent was coming around the final corner, and Sargent just bailed into the pits rather than take the checkered flag. And yeah, oh okay. So they say a fuel pump issue, but surely if you've done seventy-one laps and twelve corners, you can do seventy-one laps and thirteen corners. Well, I mean, he would have technically crossed the finish line anyway to get back yeah. to the pits, wouldn't he? I guess they just didn't want to do any extra lap maybe, for whatever maybe. reason. Perhaps he was going to get disqualified yeah. if he didn't have enough fuel or something like that. Potentially, 
But um, even so, it was a bit weird. Gave Hulk another place up to P14, though, we move. Well, I guess <laughs> if, he, if he's on one point anyway, he can't lose to anyone, can he, in the championship now? Because the only person with no points is Nick, Nick DeVries. Unless someone new turns up, you know. But who's going to... Yeah. Someone yeah, gets COVID. Think, <laughs> so I don't think that would matter anymore, would it? No, Unless they, they felt on. really ill. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah very, very another ill. thing happened. Ocon was being the cockiest guy in the whole planet. Oh, yeah. That was so dumb. That I, it actually made my skin crawl a little bit. And when he lapsed, did it take him to overtake him? <laughs> he was like, worn like, the house, I'm going for it. And it took him like 15 more laps or something to overtake. Have uh, you ever seen the meme that used to go around? Of Deji? Of... No, oh. <laughs> don't think so. What what mean were you going to suggest? Deji out like trying to prank his dad or something, got holding the cream at the door. No, and he's like no, waiting for my dad to come home so I can slap him in the face. And it's like day one and then day three thousand. <laughs> no, it, I was thinking of the one where the guy is where he's, someone obviously says like threatens him and he goes oh oh shiver me timbers I'm so scared <laughs> <laughs> that was what it was like yeah. when Ocon did that Ocon was like just so you warn the house I'm going for it and then every single lap he was within eight tenths and didn't go for it it was almost as bad as Daniel Ricciardo firing that gun at Sonoda last year and then oh, taking yeah. him out yeah <laughs> So, yeah. I, Formula 1 drivers don't deserve to be as confident as they are, I think. Yeah, it, but Hulkenberg, he deserved P10, but they put him on mediums for 37 laps. And well, the Hamilton wear, and Norris did well with it. Yeah, have you seen the Haas this year? It does about two laps and then the tyres are done. It does destroy tyres. Like so, I was quite else. sad after that, because he deserved a point on his 200th race, and the tyres at the end were just all over the place. That's kind of what caused Bottas and Stroll to crash because they were both trying to avoid Hulk. Um, yeah, it was very sad. But we take the wind tunnel time. They're P10 now. Get in. They are, which is <laughs> alarming when we talk about Haas, isn't it? Because there's been that's been the other rumour, hasn't there, about a potential team being sold. Could Haas be that team? Maybe. Wouldn't Could they me. just be sold to Andretti? Nah, that, I don't think... Adressi are too far down the line now, aren't they, to overtake oh. someone else? Cheaper way of doing it. But they're already committed to getting their own factory and stuff, so it'd be quite hard to bail out of that now. Yeah, but you you, but you don't have to pay the £650 million entry fee, do you? Yeah, but that's it's already done. That's, that's, no, it's not. That's signed and delivered, isn't it, I thought? No! What was the, the bit they did? Agreed oh, that entry it was fees, the FIA, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, the FIA have said, yeah, you might be able to start a Formula 1 team. Yeah. Um... Very, very confusing very and convoluted. Uh, it did mean, though, Alex Albon. Two points for Williams. It's the first time in six years they've scored points in three Grand Prix in a row. Really? Since Felipe Massa in 2017. Wow. And I That's believe that was time. early in 2017 early, yeah. as well. Yeah, I think he scored points in the first three races. He was quite good. Massa back Madness. in those days. Uh, um, yeah. Ricardo almost got Russell at the end, which is quite funny. George we didn't Russell. get to see it. Who's uh, just chilling 25 seconds off Lewis on better tyres? Yeah, there you what's go. happened to Russell, man? Fraud what's watch. Russell this year? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, since the summer break, he has still scored more points than Sergio, uh, than Sergio Paris. Uh, but yeah. he has also scored less points than Oscar Piastri. So, you know, swings yeah. around about. And only 18 more than Pierre Gasly. Gasly's been in good form recently. Well, That's Gasly why. had a podium at the Netherlands, didn't he, yeah. as well? Which I don't oh know, Ross. No, I don't believe Ross was at a podium in the second half of this year. He I should think. have had at Singapore. Should have uh, there, yes. <laughs> he did. No, he didn't at uh, 
Qatar, did he? I thought he did. Did he not? Double, double McLaren, wasn't it? Yeah. Has, has George Russell not scored a podium since the summer break? <laughs> I'll do some research. I don't believe he has. Because he didn't at Japan. Because that was, again, double McLaren. His last podium, and only podium of the year, was in Spain. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think what he's scored on the podium. Get him Wild. out. Wild. And people still think he's better than Lewis. Shocking. I mean, Jamie, it does lead us on to the big question, though. I have confidently said, despite Lewis getting disqualified and taking himself out in the last two races, mm-hmm. that he would still beat Sergio Perez by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The gap is 20 points now with three races to go. It would be two. If he... <laughs> it would be two points if he didn't get... No, I think it might be one point, because I believe he got fastest lap last week as well. Yeah, he may have done that. No, Sonoda, no, Sonoda took yeah. it in the end anyway, didn't he? Yeah, he was going to have it before Yuki snatched it. Is Sergio Perez going to beat Lewis Hamilton at the end of the year? I probably Will more... I more lean towards your point of view now, that he won't. That Hamilton will get it. But the thing is, it, only, it takes one podium, I think, from Perez. And he's probably okay. Sensibly, yeah. Like a podium Unless and a P5 or something, yeah. Yeah. But like, how I, I, well has Perez yeah. done in the last few Grand Prix? Awfully. I genuinely think if Perez gets one podium between now and the end of the season, they'll keep him. Interesting. I think and they'll it, have to. If he doesn't, then I think they maybe go for Ricardo. But he's just going to get rinsed anyway. So it's like, what does yeah, it matter? Sell just a few just run one car. <laughs> yeah, just clone Max Verstappen. Probably be better for him, wouldn't it? Um, but anyway, yeah, our final, obviously, top 10 rundown. Max Verstappen takes the win ahead of Hamilton. Both Ferraris, after a front row lockout, only Ferrari could then be basically anomalous in the Grand Prix. Uh, Another Norris, Leclerc pole that he didn't convert. Yeah, that uh, now means Max Verstappen has converted 10 of Charles Leclerc's pole positions to victories. And Leclerc has converted one of his own. Is it only one? No, no, it's three. three I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Um, Norris, definitely driver of the day in my eyes. Fifth there, yep, beats out Russell, Ricardo, Piastri. A bit of a shame, you know, had a bit of a quiet race in the end. I thought he might have a real chance to shine with Lando down the order, but Lando clearly, you know, kicked on today, or yesterday, much Sunday, by the time the show goes out. Uh, Albon, and yeah, Esteban Ocon picks up another point as well for Alpine. Does mean, after all our talks about it last week, Alfa Romeo mega pace this weekend not a single point and they lose a place in the championship well, well Jamie. without a red flag I believe strongly that Joe would have got ninth so do you I think he was definitely on do the cusp you? of it he was around in the right area do you think he would have beat Lando no so maybe 10th yeah okay he probably would have been ahead of Ocon and that lot but okay Okay. Yeah. Um, I, uh, but do you think they'll score a point and get back ahead of AlphaTauri? Or do you think that's it? I think that's it. I reckon AlphaTauri. I've said this before. I think AlphaTauri are going to keep scoring points. They've looked good since Japan when that big mm. upgrade came on. They weren't able to capitalise on it a couple of times. But, you know, don't get me wrong. I think this will be their best result between now and the end of the season. Um, they keep chipping away with a couple of P10s. I would be. I wouldn't be worried necessarily if I was Williams, but I would be nervous. Well, 12 points is the gap, and Ricardo just scored six in one race. I, so, like I said, though, I think this will be their best result of the year. Bearing in mind, Williams also scored two. Alfa Tauri scored a podium in Brazil in 2019. Yeah, after a ridiculous race. Alfa Romeo got P4 and P5 that race as well, so maybe... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you, can, you can keep dreaming, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Um, Joe, uh, yeah. 
we move. I think it'll be interesting as we head into the final few Grand Prix. Um, I haven't made a quiz. I could make one up. Off I also haven't made a quiz because I believe it was. Uh, no, it was meant to be your go today. Was it my turn? Well, I think it someone, was your turn. Was so you've Discord let me down. Issues. So, yeah, someone was having Discord issues and uh, just told me to make all the notes. So, there you go. No quiz today. Um, we will do, though, our driver of the day. It's Lando Norris for me, Jamie. Pretty easy. Yes, agree. Uh, predictions. I was one point behind you coming into this weekend, wasn't I? You were indeed. And, I believe. Uh, 63 to 62. Um, Actually, is that, I don't think I updated that. No, I have. Yeah. You did. You did. Uh, I believe I lost points to you this weekend. I, I thought I was screwed with Norris after Saturday and Alonso, to be honest. Uh, yeah, and Norris, that proved to be true. Norris Alonso's shout was a bit a bit rogue. But we both said Max Pole, which obviously didn't happen. Both said Max Win, which obviously did happen. Yep. So there's two points each there. You said Norris Alonso, neither were on the podium. I said no. Hamilton Gasly. And Hamilton was second place. So there's two points for me. It gives uh, you a three point lead with three just three races point to lead. go. This is the only battle in the championship. That's exciting. Battle for 7th and the prediction battle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, I guess points. the last thing to do then, Jamie, is race rating. Wait, what? Have I done this wrong? I was on 63. No, I'm on 67. Yeah. Okay, I just You're on 67. Okay. Race rating. I mean, it was fairly dead, wasn't it? Yeah, for the most part. I, th- I think a 5. I was thinking 5. That's wonderful. <laughs> we'll agree on five. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was not the best. And it was I'm, a Mexican Grand Prix. I'm looking as soon as Checo's gone, that tracks retiring. off the calendar. It's probably one of the biggest reasons I'm looking forward to Perez retiring, just so we lose Mexico. Um, I mean, the crowd make up for it a bit, but yeah, it's pretty dull race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every year. Yeah. Uh, have we got anything else, to add, Jamie? Let me just browse the old X and see what's going on. Uh, no, I think that's it. Wonderful. Thank you all, as always, so much for listening. Uh, we we'll forgot to mention Thursday. it in the intro. What's that, sorry? We'll be back, we'll back Thursday. On Thursday. Yeah. Um, of course, if you're watching this on my main channel, there'll be a link down in the description below. Obviously, go sub to the No Wheel YouTube channel. We're up to 268 subs, Jamie. How many are you on? Oof, that's a good question. I don't think it's changed. But I'd be staggered if it has. Two, but we've no, got to do 548. Same. So we are two, or, sorry, three hundred and eighty behind. We are getting there slowly but surely. We will overtake Jamie one eight three one day <laughs> in the future. But yeah, thank you all as always so much for listening. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure to leave a like, drop a sub, drop a follow, all that good stuff. Those sweet, sweet interactions, as Jamie <laughs> likes to call it. Uh, and we will be back, ready to discuss the final sprint race of the year for the Brazilian Grand Prix.